0: Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.
1: You know how everything seems like a good idea after you've had a few? Don't, don't a mm, yeah, that's this show. In my car. And I'm listening to the radio. It's time for Dukes and Bell. Oh, someone told me it's the black Beverly Hills. Is that true? Driving in Atlanta just got a whole lot more bearable. Welcome to
2: the party, pal. Hi, everybody. Carl Dukes and Mike Belden. Say my name. You know
3: who I am. Carl Dukes. Dukes.
2: I drink and I know things.
1: Oh, don't question my authority. thing. King Kong ain't got on me. Sometimes you just got to call somebody.
2: And I'm not ashamed to say it. You know, ah! Oh! And Michael. A funny how I me mean, funny like I'm
3: a clown, I amuse you. Hope you my
2: name. Bring a picture of beer every seven minutes till somebody passes out. And then bring one every ten minutes, right? Get ready for the best five hours
0: of your life. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, sir. Don't
2: believe me, just what?
0: This is Dukes and Bell. Brought to you by
3: Finley Roofing. We've got you covered. Atlanta's most
2: trusted and recommended roofer. You know what? Why don't we start doing the stuff that other guys have done on other radio shows around the country? No. No. no!
1: On Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. Hey! Atlanta, what's going on? It's Dukes and Bell on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. We start off every day and every hour by saying, hey, man. man. Coming up in less than 15 minutes, our buddy Josh Kendall from The Athletic is going to stop by. We'll pick his brain about all things Falcons. And as Mike was just having this conversation with the Midday Show, um, let's start there, okay? Because I know a lot of you are wondering, and a guy hit us up, why haven't the Falcons put out any list of coaches potentially that they want to interview the rules have changed, okay? Rich McKay and Arthur Blank weren't lying the other day when they said, we've got to follow protocols. Yep. There's a lot of stuff that that has changed with the rules when you get to the divisional round, the uh, championship game, Super Bowl, et cetera. But teams have the right to issue who they are talking to, okay, or who they want to interview. You also have the right to not do that. And for the Falcons, they are saying that once these interviews take place, Mike, they will then issue – a statement saying we have spoken with or we have interviewed such and such. With that said, the Belichick thing is looming. Yes, it has steam nationally, but I'm here to tell you that does not mean that it's actually going to happen. I think a lot of speculation is going on because people are connecting the dots. But, Mike, for me, and I told you guys this, it doesn't energize me. It doesn't do anything. If you told me the next head coach of the Atlanta Falcons does nothing for me. The reason is over the last four years, let's start here. Do you know who he has selected as his quarterbacks? Cam Newton, okay? This is after Brady left. Mac Jones, Bailey Zappi. We've got to get the quarterback thing right. For the last four years, he hasn't been able to put the right guy in there and then drafted a guy that isn't really good. On top of that, Mike, with Belichick, we've talked about the record. Now 29 and uh, 38 without Brady. They were one of the worst teams this year. They had no pro bowlers, which means the team is void of talent. Who's in charge of picking the talent, Mike? Bingo. Belichick. So all of this conversation about he's going to come in here and have a master plan and this is the perfect move, and I just don't think that is what we need. Now, if Arthur Blank decides to do it, Mike, which he easily could if he wants to do it, I think it's going to be the wrong decision long term. He's seventy-one. How long does he want to coach, Mike? How
2: long is he going to coach? I mean, you're going to have a guy here four years, seventy-five. I mean, it's hard to see him doing that because, look, he's always been ornery with the media, and he's gotten more and more ornery as he's gotten older. We get that; everyone does. But it's hard to envision that guy here. That's why I use the Dan Reeves reference. Dan Reeves was fifty-three when he got here. You know, that's a, that's a, that's younger than me. That's younger than you. I mean, that's you know, I I just don't see it. And then for me, the biggest thing is, and I I, I get it. No one debates the machine the man built in New England. He built great defenses. Brady, of course, obviously is the GOAT. But his last 10 drafts are god-awful. Belichick's last 10 years of drafting, Carl, with maybe two or three exceptions, are
1: god-awful. Yeah, but, but can we be honest about this? He had elite players, and he had the most elite quarterback in the history of the right. game. When you have elite players, your job is different. One of the guys that maybe takes his place if and when this all goes down was one of those elite players in Mike Vrabel who was a part of that process of running through, you know, AFC championship game after AFC championship game. I just feel like, Mike, we here in Atlanta need new energy. This is not Mm -hmm. it. And I don't know what the ultimate decision is going to be, but everybody's so content right now. Oh, they're just waiting on Belichick. They're waiting on Belichick. If it happens, it happens. But I have to tell you, I don't think that is the answer.
2: No, and again, as we said, you know, when when you get cute with the draft and you develop some of the things he's done, You know, you still at the end of the day, it's it's Brady. This will be one of those great sports debates that guys can do on a slow day in February, Carl, for years to come. Was it Belichick or was it? No, I think we all know. The guy is 20 games under. we, We gave you the numbers yesterday. He's 20 games under 500 for his career without Tom Brady under center. You know, that goes back to his time with the Browns and then subsequently after Brady left. But my biggest concern is just I know that Arthur Blank is enamored with New England. Dimitrov, Pioli, the fact that he's good friends with Bob Kraft. I just hope he doesn't do it because I think Artie's got an older way of thinking, and I'm telling you, go back and look. I just looked at the drafts during before the show. The last ten years and maybe four exceptions are awful. I mean, we're not talking—not even Pro Bowlers, Carl guys. And you know, with Belichick, he won't even sign the guys after year five anyways. Half the guys go, and they don't really do much in some other place. No, it's so, absolutely true. It's it's true,
1: Mike. And, and that's I, my beef. I'll say this too: Do you guys know who uh, Taquan Thornton is? You ever heard of him? That's a Belichick pick at wide receiver that's already a bust, and he picked him last year, okay? There's numerous guys I could go down the list and tell you that either he didn't resign or they weren't good enough or he picked. Mike, here's the other part, too, about the staff. We act as if Belichick's going to come in here and act alone. Part of the reason why he's failed over the last five years, guys, is because he's kept his staff Mm – Close to to a vest. Right. Close close to. He's only hired guys that he has trusted. He has not ventured out, Mike, and said, I'm going to hire a young mind or a young guy to come in here with a different thought to bring a different type of thinking into the building. If you didn't think his way, you weren't going to coach for him. There are numerous franchises who operate completely different. So his inner circle is really who he hired. And if you don't believe me, as we talk about Belichick and the possibility of him coming here to Atlanta, I am against it. This is just where I am. I stand on it. I'm sorry. Mike, think about what he did with Matt Patricia and Joe Judge. These guys left the farm and came back, and he was like, yeah, they're good enough to run the offense. Who does that?
2: And that's why, again, talking to Randy Annie on the handoff, I invoked Don Shula, who is considered the greatest of all time. But... Shula stuck with these old coaches, Carl, Gary Stevens, Tom Olivadotti. I'm telling oh you. Oh, my God. I had I, heard I mean, that name forever. Yeah, I mean, and I'm telling you, as a guy that used to have season tickets down there, it wore you out. You wasted the best of Dan Marino's prime years because you never got the solid running back next to him, Right. And then you never, ever had that lights out. The defense was such, I mean, Carl, you, it, was bend, it was bend over and break. I mean, that's what we used to call it on the radio. So, yeah, it's just, and that's the point we're getting to is, as you get older, you're more set in your ways. You know, give credit to, to Nick Saban. Nick Saban went from like three yards in a cloud of dust and game managers to Heisman Trophy athletic quarterbacks and spread the ball out all over the place. But Belichick, all the things he's done that he's given credit for, at the end of the day, come down to one guy, Tom Brady. Making magic for you, and then especially the last ten years, as we said, awful draft. As much as I got on Dimitrov, I'll take take look at Dimitrov's drafts. Man, go and go take a look. Last couple of years, look at the numbers, look at the numbers, and then throw in our guy too, Terry Fontenot, silent partner. His these drafts are better than what Belichick is doing. who's considered one of the best. I'll give
1: you one other story,
2: and this listen, I could
1: give you multiple, but I'll give you one other story, and all of this stuff for me adds up to no four zero four seven two six zero nine two nine. So, last year, I don't know if you guys remember, Arthur Smith and his staff got a chance to go to Vegas, and they got a chance to coach. Do you guys remember this? It was the Shrine Bowl, East-West, right, Shrine Bowl. So, Arthur Smith and the Atlanta Falcons staff was on one side. The other side was Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots, okay? During the downtime, it's the East-West Shrine game. You're scouting, you're meeting guys, come on. Arthur Smith allowed his guys to go out, have a good time, enjoy, have friends, family. You know what the guys on this Bill Bill Belichick staff were doing? Working 16 hours a day, scouting for the season that was still six months away. This is how he operates. And if you're not in that circle, you're not working for him. And, Mike, I need new thinking. I need new energy. I need people with fresh ideas about how to operate what we've got and how to make it better. I don't think you just say, well, it worked in New England.
2: That it's going to work here. I don't believe that. No, and again, I just, I, I'm done. I, look, I just, I'll take, guys, well who, well, who do you want, guys? this up. I'll take Mike Vrabel. I want a guy who's been a head I coach in the NFL. I'll take Mike Vrabel. I would, too. And, and guys are laughing, and Josh Kendall's fun. He's going to join us coming up. He tweeted earlier in the week, like, maybe Mike Smith can, I mean, Arthur Smith can be the OC. <laughs> but, you know, no, we're not doing that. He was being tongue-in-cheek for those who don't follow his drift. But, yeah, Vrabel's a guy I'd be interested in. But I'm sticking with what I said yesterday. My number one on the top of my list, Carl, is Jim Harbaugh got to be it's got to energize the city go get that quarterback pay the man 20 plus million dollars a year and let's get after it Arthur Blank, let's re- reset this franchise energize his fan base
1: all right guys your thoughts 404-726-0929 Chris you have an update on the coaching search situation what's the deal I do so this is from the 33rd team a well-respected uh, NFL website there are currently six head coaching openings and four GM openings over 50 requests have gone out so far. The Atlanta Falcons have yet to make a single request, and a big decision still looms in New England. Now, this is something we were just talking about mm-hmm. before the show. The first commenter on the article says, "But the Falcons said they won't announce interviews until after they happen, which is what they said." But they responded with, "Interview requests still have to be made, yes, and that's how the in- mm-hmm. that's how the information comes
2: out. Has nothing to do with the team's." Preference. Okay, I just thought with the Rooney Rule, you had to be transparent with all that stuff. I mean, it would be out there for like the, for the public consumption. If you look, if they're asking for permission, somebody at a team will leak it. and The media will get it, you know. And for guys, there's a couple of Belichick, uh, you know, guy diehards after hitting us up on the text line. It's not like it's unprecedented, Carl. I mean, everyone talks about you know Phil Jackson, oh the the Zen Master goes to the Knicks, unmitigated disaster. You're right. Funny when you don't have I don't know Jordan, elite players. Jordan Pippen. Kobe and Shaq, elite players. Right. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, It's a hard no for me.
1: It may not be for you, but it's easy to fall into this trap. And I just think that run that we saw for 20 years was that run, and it ain't happening again. And it ain't happening with him here in Atlanta. Coming up, we're going to talk to Josh Kendall on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Call
0: from Mom
3: You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: This is why I told you yesterday at the end of the show, you need to be here every day, every hour. Because news is going to happen in the NFL, and it could relate to our Falcons. It's Dukes and Bell, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. This one is a shocker. We just played a soundbite yesterday where Pete Carroll said, I plan on being here. I want to be here. I'm going to coach this team next year. He's out in Seattle. Um, According to the report from Adam Schefter, he still could remain with the organization, but not as the head coach. So they are basically pushing him to the side. I said to Mike, I am a little bit surprised because John Schneider, the general manager, and Pete Mm -hmm. Carroll are tight. So that must mean Schneider's staying as general manager and they're bringing in a new coach, obviously. Uh But, Mike. So, coming from ownership, then a power play to just push him out. Correct. Or kick him upstairs. Kick him upstairs, if he wants to do that. And he's been great. He's been there 14 years, guys. He's done a great job with Seattle. And and,
2: listen, they won, you know, went to two Super Bowls, should have won two. Uh, but and already reports out of Seattle and Ian Rappaport, a couple other guys have got it. They're saying that uh, DQ, Dan Quinn, would be the number one uh, prospect for Seattle.
1: Dan Quinn may want to stay in Dallas if they lose this weekend and Mike McCarthy gets got. The owner loves him. So he will have mm-hmm. choices. But let's bring in Josh Kendall. More on this. But, Josh, I want to start there. Because here is another team now that we are battling for a potential new head coach with Seattle. That is now seven openings in the NFL. We've not even played this weekend where I think two more coaches could get got. Uh, What do you think about the Pete Carroll situation? And Falcon fans are already saying, all right, well, listen, he's a successful guy. He knows how to do it. Would he be a candidate here?
4: I mean, yeah, Pete Carroll is actually available and willing to come. I think he's absolutely you you would talk to Pete Carroll. Um, I think he gives you. I mean, if you're looking to uh, make a switch from the guy you had, you go from an offensive guy to a defensive guy in Carroll, you go to a little bit more, of a, you know, not that Arthur wasn't necessarily a player's coach, but a little more, probably surprisingly, maybe old school than 72, whatever year old Pete Carroll. He brings a little bit of, you know, juice mm-hmm. that might, you know, bump rejuvenated team that's was, was been seven in the last three years. So absolutely, Pete Carroll really, you like, that look. I think, you know,
2: Pete Carroll's, interest, I mean, I just, I want more of a youth movement. I mean, Harbaugh just turned 60, and I know that you'd have to pay a king's ransom on a scale of one to ten, Josh, and a lot of Falcon fans feel like I'm high as a kite to think that Jim Harbaugh could be here.
4: No, I think I think you look at everybody and look at Harbaugh. The guy has won everywhere he's been, and he's Especially in the NFL, I mean, if you remove the names of, if you just remove the names from Bill Belichick and Jim Harbaugh and just look at resumes, I would argue, you know, Jim Harbaugh's resume is much more impressive when you consider Bill's track record of late. Bill's track record without um, Tom Brady. You know, I'm just saying, if you're going to consider Bill Belichick, I agree with you that maybe you want to go. You're going to consider Bill Belichick, which I think the Falcons would, anybody would, then you. We'll also consider Pete Carroll in that, in that same boat. But I think Jim Harbaugh is not uh, such a, that's a wild card because it, it, interpersonally, he's just kind of a fit with whoever he interviews, and there's no way to fix that.
1: Josh, we're going to put you on hold for a second. Make sure uh, we got a great connection with you because we want our listeners to hear what you have to say. Josh Kendall from The Athletic joining us here on Dukes and Bell, responding to Seattle. Removing Pete Carroll from his head coaching position, and again saying that he could still remain in the organization, but not as a head coach. Obviously, our Falcon coaching search is on, and we're going to talk with Josh about that. And um, I, I just think the, the the candidates, Mike, now, right? I mean, just got more interesting, man. I no, mean, no, whether you, and I'm with you. You know this. I feel like we need we need younger and fresher and new energy. I've said it, but the candidates. It's hard to deny if any of these guys would be
2: interested in your job to say, all right, at least you got to talk to him." Right. I mean, Rabel, I like. I know that, look, the, the young assistants, you know, whether it's from the Lions or the Dolphins, and they're going to get their shot. The it seems like the enemy's never going to get a shot in the NFL at this stage. But I just, I mean, I keep coming back to Harbaugh just because he is innovative. He runs the kind of stuff we've already got in place. It's yeah. phys, you know, we're physical. You know, I mean, I think he maximizes the talent of a young quarterback, as you saw with Colin Kaepernick. That's, I mean, that's proven. You know, when he was there, we're not talking about what happened after. We're talking about what the guy was doing, you know, going to three NFC championships in the Super Bowl. So I would love to see him at the controls of a young quarterback and have some say in drafting that guy. And by the way, if if Robert Kraft is going to try to finagle a draft pick for Belichick, that also makes me, makes me shy away from that kind of deal.
1: No doubt. All right, let's bring on Josh uh, back into the show. Josh Kendall from The Athletic. So, Josh, uh, help our listeners. Mike and I have been at this for two and a half days now. Help our listeners understand what Terry Fontenot's role is going to be. Seriously.
4: Well, I think that depends on who they hire as the next head coach. I mean, I think the Falcons, without maybe meaning two, said said as much. I mean, Rich McKay said that they they set it up so that Arthur and Terry had a, basically a 50-50 power share and voice in the organization. And they wanted that to continue, comma, depending on the next head coach. So, you know, if bill that's to me, what I hear is well, if Bill Belichick comes in and says, but I take your job under the condition that I have personnel control." Then that's what he, or who, or who it might be. So I think Terry's role is very much up in the air.
2: I know that uh, we've seen other general managers like Rand Carthon up there in Nashville, having you know, he's he is in charge of the uh, of the selection. I mean, Rich McKay kind of made it very clear. I mean, he's still entrenched in, in this organization. You know, we've gone through a number of coaches. Certainly, sure, we all know we came close in 16 and 17. But some Falcon fans, Josh, would say it's time for a completely new approach. As in, you know, maybe not have Rich McKay involved in this at all.
4: Yeah, and I think Arthur Smith. That, that question was put. No, not, that question was put to Arthur Blank on Monday, and he essentially said he values continuity. Um And this is what you know this is the way it 's going to be, so the only one vote counts. I get the frustration. I understand the the point about you know the track record would suggest maybe you need a different approach, but there 's not going to be one with Arthur blank. I think it, I understand being frustrated with it, but it 's not going to change. Rich McKay is going to be very involved, I think as long as Arthur Blank owns this team um you know they defended their track record and you know, Mike Smith was a good coach. Dan Quinn was a good coach. You know, Arthur Smith, I see why they hired Arthur Smith. You know, I, if I'm Arthur Blank, I could talk myself into keeping Rick K. too. I'm not saying it's the right or the wrong decision. I'm just saying it is the decision.
1: Who do you think we should go after? Who do you have targeted as your number one guy right now?
4: I mean, if I if I had to pick, I'd pick Ben Johnson. You know, if I, you just you just grab a guy, um, I think Harbaugh. Uh, There's just so many question marks interpersonally with Harbaugh. There's so many question marks with Belichick and what, you know, he would have. You'd have to give him personnel wise to get him, considering his track record of late in personnel. Um, I agree with you. I'd rather go young. This is a team with a lot of offensive talent. I'd go Ben Johnson.
2: Okay. I know that we've. Uh, this, the question we had also is because we've gone with guys that have never been head coaches. And we asked Rich McKay about that yesterday. The idea that maybe because we have a lot of things in place, let's get a guy like, like for instance, Mike Vrabel, who comes in here. We draft a quarterback. And now, now you've got a guy who's not learning on the job.
4: Yeah. I mean, I, again, I can say that. But my, my report to that would be you've got to, you know, it takes two to make a deal. Right. So, of the, of the head coaching candidates that are out there, I mean, Pete Carroll's a brand new addition to the name. Mike Rabel's not coming to Atlanta because of his relationship with Arthur yep. Smith for mm-hmm. some yep. other reasons. Jim Harbaugh and, and Bill Belichick may say no. Bill Belichick might not even be a So, you know, yeah, I think they'll give strong consideration to somebody with head coaching ties or head coaching experience, but that may, at the end, it not be an option for them.
1: Hmm. All right. Uh Josh, as far as this process, things have changed. We still know all these teams have to uh, identify, according to the Rooney rule, and interview, you know, two coaches of color or a minority woman or woman included with that. Uh, that is part of this process as well. But just as far as the timing, because this is the other question we're getting, how soon or you know, is this going to happen? Are we talking about, you know, two weeks? How long is it going to take? What would be your answer to that with the Falcons as far as does this happen after the Super Bowl? What, what are we talking about?
4: I wouldn't think it would happen in the next two weeks. I think that that, that next week is probably the first opportunity. And it just depends on the health change, the rules, so that you to, – to slow the process down to make sure a wider group of people gets considered at least. And I think that's, that's for a good – Reason and I think it helps the teams too, who for a while felt like they were just racing to get the first guy that they could. So I, it wouldn't surprise me if it went past the Super Bowl. Absolutely not, but also wouldn't surprise me if it's that sort of in that dead week before that.
2: I know it's kind of tough because it's such a hypothetical, Josh. As Josh Kendall from the Athletic joins us, because we don't have the coach and you know the GM may be marginalized. But uh, do you, are you interested in Kirk Cousins or trading for somebody, or do you think this team's got to go get that get, get the silver bullet and get that young stud quarterback in the draft?
4: Oh, if Kirk Cousins was a possibility, I would absolutely be for Kirk Cousins. I don't know what people's real complaint about Kirk Cousins is. I would take that in a heartbeat over one of the stud rookie quarterbacks because he's more of a known commodity in the NFL. But I don't know that the, that he will be available. I don't know what the Falcons are thinking. I mean, none of us know what the Falcons are thinking because we don't know who the Falcons is right now. <laughs> so um, I, I I think that the easiest path for them probably is in the draft because of where they're positioned at eight. Maybe they can move up, if not to one or two, at least high enough to get a Jaden Daniels, maybe. Josh, we
1: appreciate you, man. Thank you so much, and uh, it's going to be interesting. Uh, Check out Josh Kendall in the athletic. Appreciate you, man. Thanks, guys. All right. Uh, It's Dukes and Bell at Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Um, Bottom line is we have choices. What is the best choice? We talked about it the other day that this is going to be the most important decision for Arthur Blank since he's on the team. And the reason behind that is you're going to say, well, why hasn't it been important? It's been important, but he's older. And the idea that you're going to do this two or three more times is just unlikely. So you get it right. We get who we need to get in here. We get the quarterback we need to get, and we do the things we talked about. And we become a team over the next three to five years that is vying for not just one, but maybe multiple Super Bowls. That's where we are. This isn't a 10-year plan, and Arthur's going to hire three more coaches, guys.
2: Yeah, that's the thing. I just feel that, you know, we I've used the comparison yesterday, Carl, to the 2008 Falcons team. That was the year after arguably the worst Falcons season, the Petrino year, Mike Vick, you know, obviously in jail. And then we draft the right quarterback in Matt Ryan. But the team, there was already a good offensive line. Give McKay some credit. There's a good offensive line in place. There was some good defense in place. And then you had a great running game. The free agent move was Michael Turner that year. We've already got two guys in Bijan and Tyler ready to tote the rock. Oh, my goodness. Things
1: just got way more interesting. All right, coming up, headlines. Hawks back in action tonight against the Sixers. We'll continue to talk about the coaching carousel and the what do we need category. We're going to get into this because it's an interesting question we're going to pose to you coming up. Stay right there. It's Dukes and Bell. Hope you're having a great day. It's Dukes and Bell Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Latest news, Pete Carroll is out in Seattle. He can move into the front office or some other part of the organization, but he will not be the head coach. Um, And so that leaves now seven openings as we speak. Uh, I think after this weekend, depending on how this shakes out, we could have two more uh, at least. And then, you know, you're talking about nine openings. um, Depending on who loses and how that all plays. But – Um, Mike, before we get into some headlines, it's Dukes and Bell. This hour is brought to you by the Man Cave Store. For family, friends, and fun, visit mancavestore.com. Coming up, by the way, and thanks to Josh Kendall for stopping by, um, we are going to talk about, in the NFL Blitz, more about these games this weekend coming up here in about 20 minutes. But Kyle Pitts tweeted out something, and uh, I I just want to read it to you, okay? And then Mike and I will give you our thoughts about this. But the tweet is simple. All 17 games, he states... Post-MCL-slash-PCL mm. surgery. We talking, uh, uh, we're talking? taking that as a first win, he says. And then had my beautiful son. To all my brothers, teammates, love y'all because we went through our fra- fair share of stressors but stood tall for each other. Year four is going to be prolific. Mm. Um, that
2: is from Kyle Pitts. So, Mike, MCL-PCL... We're, were we aware of all of that? That's an extra L. Uh, we had heard it was MCL. 2022, the article goes back at the time and says, you know, season-ending knee surgery, torn MCL. So that's an extra L. So that's more stuff and more structure to the knee and obviously a little more wear and tear. And anybody like me and, you know, you've done it dealing with knee issues, you know, there's just – it takes a while to recover from this. Not everybody is Adrian Peterson, right, when it comes to – that was an ACL. So, I mean, we all knew that he wasn't the same dude this year. I think by the end of the season, he looked better. I don't know if uh, you know, not having the ability to put more torque on that knee is why he wasn't able to block and do some of the things outside of running routes and catching passes. This
1: uh, This is more proof that he was injured the entire year and why they used him the way they did. And I said to Mike just a couple of weeks ago, I felt like they were trying to protect him at times mm-hmm. to not put him in the fray, to maybe have him do more than he needed to do. But the other side of it was he had to play. And if he didn't, you know us as the fan base would be like, what the hey, why is this dude not playing? What's going on? And they're saying he's fine. So there is a line between, yes, you can play, but I'm not completely healthy, and therefore I can't contribute to this team the way I want to. That is what we fought all year with Kyle Pitts. So now he puts this out there, and listen, I hope he's right. Because if he's not Mike,
2: we're moving on. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, it's you know, guys get on us when we talk. Get on guys that are injured, and you guys know we use it all the time. You know, availability, ability, and, and can you get on the field? And if you're on the field and you're playing, you're expected to do your job. That's that, that's been the NFL for hundred some odd years. So it's not it's not being mean spirited to say you should expect more from Pitts. I think. You know, a combination of targets. You know, things that I used to get upset about is like laying out for a catch, making like no one d- debates what he does in traffic. You know, he's he made some catches to save Ritter and Heineke's cheese, going back and you know reaching right. back to make some big catches. But there are also catches where you know just one more stride, we, we got six. You know, but it wasn't there. So we'll we'll have a clean slate for him in the uh, you know in this summer, and then there'll be the big decision about how we're going to handle it. You know, and for Pitts, you know, to put up bigger numbers to get we're not even get everybody goes well that that old dreaded wide receiver tight end. Really? That's not even a worry for a designation about a contract yet. He's a tight end.
1: He is. 404 726 And listen, I'm not telling you anything you don't know. There's no extra added pressure because we're sitting here telling you Kyle Pitts has got to perform next year. He knows that. That's why he's putting that out there saying right. it's going to be prolific and he'll be 100%, which will be great. But I got to see some production. And I don't care who the, who the coach or the quarterback is. You know, that's Honestly, a
5: convenient narrative.
1: I don't care, Art. We got to see some production from the fourth overall pick next season. All right. Long way to go with that. We've got more to get to. Game's coming up this weekend. I'm excited about this wild card, super wild card weekend. We're going to talk more about that right now. Let's hit some headlines.
0: Strap in youngins. Hitting the headlines with Dukes and Bell. All right,
1: Mike. So we got a poll question up. Should the new Falcons head coach have personnel control, even at the expense of Terry Fontenot? Your choices are yes, whatever it takes, or no, keep Terry as GM. Now, as I retweeted this, I said let Terry cook with a little wink-wink because right. we know that's not happening. But uh, I need separation. I need se- Guys, look around the league, and you guys tell me how often it works where the coach has the personnel control, and he's got the head coaching duties, Mike, and he's winning, and it works. It's far few between. So I would prefer to have separation. I don't know what that's going to look like, but we asked Rich McKay on what his role is with the Falcons.
5: Here's what he said. My role kind of, and and there are plenty of people that do this in different sports, depending on who it is. My role really is to to sit in the place of the owner. Uh, I report to Arthur and then uh, meaning Arthur Blank. And then the coach and the GM report to me. Um, He still meets with them all the time. He said, but on a week to week basis, Who's going to meet with with, uh, with them? It's going to be me. And and I'm going to be the one that they're going to say, hey, we're thinking about this. We're going to want this. We need this. We need four more buses. Whatever it may be they need, my job is provided to them. I'll talk football with them, but I'll never, like, I, I, I don't want to be, and nor should, should do I want people to have the impression that Arthur Blank or, or Rich McKay are sitting in draft meetings and saying, hey, let's draft X. That That's not what my job is. Now, my job is, when they say we want to draft Y is to ask, okay, well, and that's a bad letter. If we want to draft A, then my question should be why, and we go through the process. But I think that's my role, um, and I think that, um, you know, I, I try in every way, shape, or form I can to be a resource. I've done the salary cap before. I've done contract negotiations before. So I'm always happy to answer questions and give them my thoughts, but they're going to make the decisions. You have to put them in position to do that, uh, and that, that's what we've done here.
2: But, you know, we did get the impression that, you know, Ty goes to Rich McKay, right? If you get two guys and you're squabbling over, like, a top pick, if it's a first-second, whatever, so be it, a personnel move. Kind of the same questions we had with, you know, with Thomas Dimitrov and Dan Quinn. I mean, Rich's job is the backstop, you know, on some of these mm-hmm. personnel moves. So he's still – that means you're still involved with yep. personnel. Yeah, no no doubt. I uh,
1: – and when you talk about you have to give them power, you're talking about empowering people to do their jobs.
2: that feel like that that way to you guys? Not well, he, he was empowered apparently to go over NFL rules about hiring a coach <laughs> while they were at the <laughs> press conference on Monday. So. I'm just
1: saying. I mean, no. you know, you got to empower people to do their jobs. Uh, headlines brought to you by friends at ATL Live Well. Don't just live, live well. Hey, Hawks back in action tonight against the 76ers. Can I hear Quinn Snyder talk about Jalen Johnson and the impact he's had on defense? This was on the Steakhouse.
5: When Jalen got hurt, that was a huge blow to our defense because his defensive rebounding as well as his ability to contain the ball with defensive rebounding when he's off
0: the ball is real.
1: Okay. Uh, As we said, the savior, big O. Um, Jalen's played great. There's no doubt. He has. There's no doubt.
2: But what about the other guys? Well, I mean, the other night, I mean, it's like, you know, I felt like, hey, Capella, can you get out of the way and let Jalen get to the basket? (laughs) You're kind of like an impediment, you know what I mean? So, I'm sorry to pick on Capella, but let the man cook. Speaking of letting the man get in the paint and do his job, we're just a bad basketball team right now because you don't have enough We didn't shooters. play defense. Well, that's <laughs> that's come also on, part man. of the come coach. On, come on, And man. that coach isn't here, but the fact remains the same that we don't play defense. And doesn't, that, don't, doesn't that make you laugh well, still every time so you hear it? No, but uh, I mean. I thought we were a little soft on the ball. That that, that continues. That is not abated. Um. Uh, there's nothing. Nate never really said anything about shooting, but we're you know we're missing like bogey's very hot or cold. You know he's having a good year, but you know maybe six year man of the year type deal. when bogey's not on, you know you're missing some shots and you're you're not getting any offense. And let's be honest, you know Dejounte Murray. I think we have already seen the ceiling there. You just missed some of those worker bees like Red Velvet a few years ago. Gallinari. We don't really have those guys off the bench, do we? No. Uh, tonight, no Embiid. From what we're hearing, right? Is that correct? Well, so then we should win. I agree. I mean, there's an MVP that's going to go for 35 and control the boards. That should be a W tonight. I I don't disagree. And and Friday they take on the Pacers and No Halliburton. He
1: what was it a, a sprain, mm-hmm. right? Strain Hammy that looked looked really bad at the time, but now apparently it's not as bad as it looked. So what I'm telling you is a couple of, a chance to stack some wins here, a chance to stack some wins. Look. Our coverage begins at seven o'clock right here on Sports Radio 92.9. The game tip is at 7:30.
2: And look, I mean, Tobias Harris, we saw what he can do in the postseason. We've seen Maxi do something. These guys are good. They score, score the basketball, but the painted area will be empty tonight because <laughs> there's be. no Joel Embiid.
1: Hey, uh, we're talking about these coaches. Pete Carroll out. Uh... <laughs> With Seattle, we talked about Mike Vrabel. This is Amy Adams. She's the owner now of the uh, Tennessee Titans. Amy Adams Strunk. She talked about the fact that it was time to make a change. A lot of people were surprised yesterday, Mike, at Vrabel. People surprised today day at Pete Carroll. This is the owner of the Titans.
5: It wasn't a last night or a month ago or whenever. It's just kind of been all season watching And it it was difficult, but I thought it was time to make that change.
2: Now, I don't know about her football acumen. I've seen a lot of memes out there where they superimpose her face on the owner of the Cleveland Indians, Carl, in the movie Major League. Because, I don't know, I mean, you had no quarterback. You know, you had two years of, one year with Henry banged up and then no quarterback. But Rabel, unfortunately, gets forced out. And a lot of folks, and we brought this up earlier, Steve Weiss talked about it on his uh, Twitter page, the idea that Rabel would have a major problem replacing a guy that he's really tight with in Arthur Smith in Atlanta.
1: Yeah, I don't think that's happening.
2: So you can scratch that off the list.
1: I don't think that's happening. That's just out of respect for your boy. Right. You know, uh, and it's not as if he's not going to have other offers, but if it wasn't that circumstance, and Mike, I mean, we agree, I'd take him tomorrow. Like, I think he's that yeah. good
2: of a coach, but I don't think he's going to do that too. I mean, and you know, D.C., you know, you think maybe the, maybe the commanders take a shot? You know, maybe that's a guy for them? You know, I, th- I do know this. If uh, You know, the, co- the commander's owner has got some coin, wants to make a splash. I mean, Harbaugh, that's why I think you know you can see Harbaugh there. Everyone still likes to just pencil him into to Los Angeles and the charges because of Herbert. But I still think you throw enough money at him I and mean, you got enough pieces. It's not it's – not, there's no reason, as we said, here in Atlanta you should have at least a thought that we could have a shot at Harbaugh. I agree, man. I mean, listen, you call, right, if you're Arthur Blank,
1: and the first thing you say is, I'm going to make you the highest-paid coach in the, in, the, in the league. That's the first thing. You get to pick the groceries, too. Forget about yeah. – yeah, forget about yeah. all the other stuff. I'm about to make you the highest-paid coach in the league. That's number one. Number two – Mike just said it. Yeah. Then number three, let me sell you on why this is the place for you, and then let's see where it goes. If you don't make that phone call, if you don't lay those things out, okay, in that order, right. then you're doing us a disservice. That, it's that simple. You want to talk about the fans and the service down at the stadium mm-hmm. and how great the hot dogs are, which is all true. But you're doing us a disservice if that phone call is not made and you're not laying it out in that order to to Harbaugh, who, by the way, is the hottest commodity right
2: now. Everything you just said, I just don't know how you can be serious about taking your team with a window. Uh, Guys, we are not a team that is bare. We got talent. You saw it. The defense was solid. Another thing, if a coach comes in and he says, you know what, Ryan Nielsen's a good guy, but I'm going to get my own guy, I I don't think – that. I heard Andy Randy talk about this, and I agree. Nobody should have an ultimatum out there that Ryan Nielsen has to stay. Ryan no. did a hell of a job, but Ryan Nielsen is not the guy yet where he's established, where he's a rock-solid guy. He's got to be here. No, no.
1: Mike, you don't get that choice when you're head coach who brought you in and,
2: and backed right. you and gave you the opportunity to call plays. That one it's year as the head DC. I'm telling you, that's it's gone. No, I mean, I, I love the job he did. I love the way he DC. sounds. I don't even mind if Ryan Nielsen interviews for the head coaching job, but the idea that, you know, no, no, you got to take him as your DC. That's That should not be a conversation.
1: All right, guys, coming up. NFL Blitz is on the way. Mike McCarthy says he's not worried. But he should be. It's Dukes and Bell.
3: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.